Hey, we're live. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, we're going to talk about roadblocks and challenges. Now, first things first, uh, thank you to everyone, everyone in the group. You guys have all been really great uh, in asking questions and helping each other out and sharing recipes. Uh, that's always awesome to see. Of course, thank you, Abby, for all your good questions and wisdom and general uh, joy that you bring to all your conversations. Uh, and this week, I think we had some good stuff from, from Andrew as well and Gemma, questions about food. And of course, if you need delicious, tasty food recipes, just post in the group because there's a lot of awesome stuff there. And we've had a lot of growth recently. Let me just double check here. Checking out the group. Uh, we just had, I think, an additional 20-something members join up this week, which is great to see. So welcome to all of you. Uh, and then, of course, we had the uh, story of Manny today, who really interesting character, great hard worker, has some particularly difficult challenges with injuries. Uh, so go ahead and check out his story and interview uh, if you are interested in hearing a little bit more about what he's been working through and how he's getting over dealing with double knee reconstruction. Uh, so awesome stuff and of course if you're having fun asking questions uh always feel free to ask whatever you like you know there's no dumb questions uh we're, we're here to help and if you know anybody who might want to ask questions or has any challenges or roadblocks of their own when it comes to sorting out their health and fitness i think we all know someone uh invite them in invite them to the group and they can join in and we can all support each other uh, okay, so talking about roadblocks today, let's let's delve into this a little bit. Let's think about a few things together. So I'm just going to pull up the poll that we had. So with the poll, you know, this this Monday I asked about roadblocks that you've encountered when trying to achieve your fitness goals. You know, I think we all have some general idea of what we're working towards, whether it's weight loss or muscle gain, or there's athletic goals, whether you're climbing mountains or you're competing in powerlifting. You know, we've always run into roadblocks. So the uh, options we had were things like other commitments, not having a plan, uh, being afraid of the gym, time, which is usually a time management issue. And we did talk a little bit about that last time. Are you not sure of where to start? And then miscellaneous below. Um, and there's a good one there from Sarah Richards, which I'd like to cover as well. So a lot of people, I think the top two issues were other commitments and time. So uh, it's funny because the majority of people answering other commitments and or time are hardworking clients of mine. Uh, now, this is where it comes down to priorities. Other commitments and time are basically the same thing. You know, if you have other commitments, they take up time. If your other commitments weren't taking up time, you'd have plenty of leftover time for training or working on your food, food prep, getting sleep, getting some sunshine, all those things. So a few things that I like to, to think about there is where do your priorities lay? Like what is most important to you? You know, I, I always say like the foundations of just good health are food, sleep, general movement. You know, you might want to throw in uh, sunlight, stress reduction, community ties, like those are all valuable things, but everything falls apart if you don't nourish yourself everything falls apart if you don't sleep enough 
because everything feels like shit and everything's harder than it's supposed to be. Uh, movement. You can't be healthy if you don't move, but you can't move if you're not nourished and you're not rested. So there's like, I think the main three that lay the foundation for everything else we do. So when we talk about time management and commitments. What are your priorities and what's more important than your health? And so eventually, and especially for adults and parents and people with big responsibilities or high stress jobs, we cannot always put our health as priority one. Sometimes it does have to be sacrificed for short periods of time, periods that we can recover from. And that might be when we have a young child, and we don't sleep anymore because they don't sleep. It might be when we have a new stressful job. Maybe you're in, uh, uh, what is it? So, so some sort of tactical job or you're in fire, ambulance, you work shift work. That's going to make putting your health as a number one priority very challenging if you're doing that job well. And so that means we have to work in cycles. So we never want to give up our health for too long. Our commitments need to change if they aren't allowing us to be healthy because eventually our health is going to be the only thing that we have. Uh, it's what carries us through life. And so they say health is wealth. And depending on how you want to live out your last couple decades of life, if you don't in invest in your capacity now, it will be too late. So those commitments and time need to be prioritized. And so if you have stuff like, uh, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to binge watch Netflix all night or stay up till 1am playing on my phone. That is not a decision that's good for your health in any way. Sorry, it might be fun in the short run, but it's kind of like sitting down and eating a whole cake. Um, as someone who doesn't like cake, that doesn't sound good, but some people love cake. And if you are go and sit down and eat a whole cake, you might be like, well, you know, treat myself. But you will not feel good when that's done. You will only experience a little bit of mouth pleasure in the meantime. And then you're going to have the carry-on effects of just eating a whole cake. You won't feel good. You probably aren't going to sleep great after that. It's not a good decision, although it makes you feel good for 10 or 15 minutes. It's like sitting down and binge-watching or playing on Instagram until too late in the evening. It's not good for you. And so we need to reassess and sometimes audit our time and other commitments. And at a certain point, you can't take everything on. So at some level, you have to go, I can't do this anymore if I want to maintain the health and lifestyle and longevity I want through my life. So commitments is tough. It doesn't mean that you have to give up everything to train six or seven days a week. It might mean that you have to go to bed a couple nights early so you can get up a little bit earlier and put in two 45-minute workouts before the workday starts. And if that's what you have to do, that is going to pay greater dividends than anything that's going to keep you up that late, generally speaking. So commitments and time, you just have to reorganize some stuff at a certain point. Now, the no plan thing is an interesting one. Like, that is... Ah, Smyrna. Uh, that is a interesting challenge because I think it's kind of like ordering from a Chinese food menu. Uh, almost every Chinese restaurant you go to has a great big menu, uh, and everything boils down to about a thousand sauces and a choice of meat and some veg. There's a lot, and it's hard to figure out what the difference is, and it's almost like decision fatigue the instant you open the menu out. And that's kind of where we're at with health and fitness advice in the online sphere. You, you 
go like, how do I work out? And you're going to have millions of articles on Google or wherever or influencers telling you a million different ways to do things. And so you don't know where to go. And if you listen to any of the interviews with my star clients, you'll hear that they almost all say the exact same thing when it comes to trying to find someone to trust, trying to find a system that works. They all say, ask your friends, talk to people who have been successful and see what they have done. So when we look at not having a plan, it's like, well, there's an infinite number of plans out there. So where are you looking? Uh, and to that, I would say, Ask your friends, see people who are successful in the realms that are interesting to you and that you're trying to excel in and figure out what they've been doing. Let's, I talk about this with, with clients in training or people who are trying to figure out how they want to perform or look. They're like, I want to look like this runner, but I power lift. I want to look like a bodybuilder, but I am a long distance runner. It's like, well, you can't have those things. If you want to look like a bodybuilder, train like a bodybuilder. If you want to look like a runner, train like a runner. Look at people and what they're doing and those that are successful and figure out what that plan is and start following that and just adjust it to you and your unique circumstances. Uh, one answer was gyms scare me. That is so common and it's coming from someone I know uh, kills it in the gym and works hard and is very strong. I wish she would have been on the call so I can ask why gyms scare her because ultimately they scare so many people. And I think almost every background story about that comes from when you're like a teenager or a kid or TV. And I have yet to run into a gym where there's actual, actual, I don't know, like pushback to people coming in and trying people coming in and working hard. I haven't seen that. There are gyms that are specialized, powerlifting gyms, bodybuilding gyms, strongman gyms, and they are going to be a little bit more insular. But ultimately, gyms are like a workshop. They're a place for us to go and put into work to create the things we want. And in this case, it's going to be things like performance capability or changes to how our body looks and functions or health and longevity, uh, reducing pain, all these things. It's a place for us to do that. It's a place that is full of tools and resources for us to do that well, and generally at a pretty reasonable price for what we get back. Uh, so gyms can scare you, but I think ultimately it's worth looking at what it is about them that scares you. And you know what? Throw that in the comments below this video. I'd be really curious about delving into that, and maybe we can do an impromptu live later in the week and discuss it. Um, let's see here. We talked about time. Luckily, no one says, I don't know where to start, um, which I'm assuming means that all 150 of you in here are on the right track doing exactly what you need to do because you know where to start. Uh, Sarah did put a comment below that I thought was really great. That she says that, what her roadblock is, is being too ambitious. So changes are not sustainable and huge emotional roller coaster that comes with that huge push and the crash and burn uh, feel useful and binge in bad habits for a few weeks, then try again. 
mostly from a worse position than the previous step. Yeah, the roller coaster. And this is such a common thing in food and, and diet culture and dealing with nutrition because rarely do people look at how are they fueling and nourishing themselves for the things they're trying to do. It usually comes from a position of starve, binge, starve, binge. Uh, and this is where issues happen with things like intermittent fasting and too restrictive diets when really you don't have to starve yourself to get where you want to be. You need to start with those baby steps, small incremental changes over time that take you where you want to be in the long run. Uh, and when we deprive too quickly for what we're prepared for, especially with food, your body will do everything in its power to make you eat. And so what we typically find is that the, the, the hunger reflex, the hunger sensation is one of the most powerful drivers in evolution. Besides reproduction, like we have to eat and this will drive people to cannibalize in worst case scenarios if necessary. So you ultimately can't fight hunger for long. Very few people can fight hunger in the long run. So how do we manage hunger in a way that allows us to get where we want to be uh, without having the rebound of binging. Baby steps. It's baby steps. Every step needs to be a baby step because you have to build a new platform for what you consider hungry and what you consider full over time. And that takes work. So that's one of those things that it's tricky. Uh, and if you go too hard in one direction without having the adequate platform to support you, you're going to fall into the feast famine cycle again. And that's just the nature of people. So very few people can fight that. Uh, so readdressing where your goals are, retargeting is sometimes really key uh, so that we have sustainability in the things that we're trying to do. So I thought that was a really good comment. Uh, what was do 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 do? Uh, we did have a nice conversation going about lunch. Um, so I asked yesterday, one of my favorite client questions. So when I was working in the gym and every time a client came in, I'd say, good to see you. What'd you have for lunch? Uh, because usually I train people in the afternoons and what I'm looking for is what are they eating consistently? What was the last thing they ate and how is that going to feel their workout? And it gives me a more accurate understanding of where they're at than say uh, a food journal in which you may or may not put everything there or the correct portion sizes. So I like to ask me, what'd you have for lunch today? And that kind of lets me know where they're at. Uh, and so we had some good things here. Gemma had baked beans and an egg. Uh, and I, I like, I have a really good recipe for homemade baked beans. Like I make a Boston baked beans uh, with a ham hock in a slow cooker. And it's great. It's super easy, except I haven't been able to get a ham hock for a while. Bacon bones work well too, or some salt pork or something. Uh, and that's like a real nourishing, filling, fairly high protein uh, dish. And I'll typically do that and throw a couple fried eggs on top and a piece of toast. And then I'm looking at like 30, 35 grams of protein, maybe around six or 700 calories for a, a substantial breakfast or whatever meal. I don't really believe in breakfast foods. Um, so beans and eggs is a great one. And there's so many variations on that. Uh, baked eggs in sort of like, a, I don't know what you'd call it. I need a foodie on the call. Uh, but baked baked eggs and sort of the tomato and bean sauce is really nice. Uh, Abby had overnight oats, and that's what I had this morning. 
So soak a bunch of oats uh, with a dash of apple cider vinegar overnight. Helps pre-digest and break them down. Cook it up in the morning with a bit of uh, butter or milk, pinch of salt, some sultanas. And then I throw a scoop of protein powder in that. And it's delicious and nourishing. And then that'll give me about 30 to 40 grams of protein for a very quick meal. Um, and so I kind of spread my protein across the day. And I'll have a, I had a couple of yogurts before lunch. Give me an extra 25 grams. Uh, and then I'll have a heartier lunch here after this. So, you know, food, there's no real right or wrong way. It's about eating for what you can do. Um, and I will, <laughs> we did go off on the bean topic a little bit because it's a, it's a good staple food. Uh, and I shared, you'll have to check that out. I shared the uh, American bean and flatulence poem. So go check that out. It's just down below this video. Uh, let's see here. So this week, would we have some client wins? Oh, my client Mark uh, had an interview with him that's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he's the rock climber or mountain climber, but he's been up in Queensland rock climbing, and he had a really good breakthrough where he's like feeling bad about not dialing in his his food and and food journaling and his workouts during the week, but he was backcountry rock climbing and backpacking he spent two days doing like 10 hour days climbing and he's like you know i have to think of this although i feel bad about it i have to think about this as what i'm really supposed to be doing and i'm like that's right because your goals are literally climbing mountains and these skills are what you're actually supposed to be doing with your life in this case the gym and the the food stuff is supplemental. This is propping you up for success and to prevent injury. And so, you know, if you're out there doing the mountain climbing and the rock climbing, great. That's the goal. And then when you're back home, we make sure that you stay ready to keep doing doing that. And so I really like that. And I think it's really important that, you know, we, we really target what we're trying to do and we take responsibility for our own outcomes, you know? Uh, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, Gab shared, she's, Gab's always winning. Uh, she shared a great video on Instagram. Um, she's lelfit, L-E-L-L -L dot fit, uh, where she was doing some shoulder dislocations and she's got a history of having a very challenging shoulder and being able to have this type of range of motion and some some band uh, pull-aparts as well, that scapular range of motion was awesome so so great wins there uh and i want to shout out to to andrew who's going to be off abroad working out of hotels again uh just the fact that he can go out there and stay consistent anywhere in the world is just fantastic yeah we have to swap out some exercises and and do some variations and move things around but he puts in the effort and he's looking broad so really good stuff there uh i mean i could just keep shouting out clients Madison's looking lean as all hell. He's been going through a shred, and then he's moving into a new farm. Amazing. Gemma's killing it with her her power lifting. Uh, you know, Ashley's loving life and getting ready for a trip to the U.S., where she's going to be training abroad as well. Kamal's killing. It. Everyone's killing it. Everyone's killing it. There's a lot of really good stuff this week. Sarah's made some great gains. I guess I probably don't need to list every single person, <laughs> but it's good. It's good to see. Makes me happy. So I guess takeaways, things that we need to really look at. You know, there's always going to be roadblocks, there's always going to be challenges. But ultimately, you need to be responsible for yourself and your success. 
and you can always reach out to the community for support uh, because the more times you prove yourself to yourself, the greater your self-belief is, the greater confidence you'll have, and then you'll continue to prove yourself more and more to yourself. So just sometimes just lace up your boots, go off and tackle a small mountain, and then everything after that gets easier. So find that responsibility uh, for yourself and just try and get a little win today. Just one little win. And then next day, another little win. And then after time, that all adds up. So if you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, need help with anything, throw some, answers, some questions or answers in the comments. Uh, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat about stuff. Um, throw questions in the community here. You know, we've got a lot of good experts and knowledgeable people who can share their experiences and their stories and provide really good advice. Uh, and yeah, enjoy your day.